Hey everyone, welcome. Steve Wolenhaus. I'm your host here at Anatomy of Success. This week, to be more effective about managing critics, make seven things important. That's our topic. Let's get started. Welcome back again. This is Anatomy of Success. Joining us for the first time. Welcome. Been here before. Welcome back. We're grateful. Spread the word. Subscribe to the podcast. Ratings, review, help elevate awareness. We appreciate that, especially if you're getting some benefit here. And then drop by weatherology.com. That's my company page. You'll find me under About Us at the top of that page. Links to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Now on TikTok and expanding our YouTube presence. And I hope you benefit from that content as well and join along. Conversations on LinkedIn are great. A fabulous community of people have joined me there and I'm grateful for all the support we've received and encourage you to set up a profile on that platform. It's highly underrated. You know, speaking of that, it's always amusing on the rare occasion and it's really happened to me very rarely when somebody drops by and offers a critical comment completely out of context and that could happen to you on any social platform. But it's often driven by vindictiveness, envy, jealousy, inadequacy. I've been very fortunate since I started posting on LinkedIn several years ago. It's been four or five years now. I've really encountered very few of these types of individuals determined to provoke some form of reaction. Those that did, they got blocked and I deleted their presence because I don't have time for that. Everybody that knows what I'm doing, it's very positive. You'd have to really reach deep, I think, to find something about about what I'm doing that you disagree with when the message is positive, hopefully uplifting, not taking any political positions on things. I'm just offering people expertise in areas that I've learned a lot about over the past 40 years building a successful business. But there's 1 billion people on a platform like LinkedIn, and I'm not for everyone. I know that. And so I don't have time for adolescent behavior. Most recently, I posted about seven leadership tips for creating a better culture. A guy dropped by and said, you're too controlling. Interesting. My seven recommendations, by the way, create an open culture of honest feedback, create an open culture of accountability, create a culture of high self-awareness, create a culture of open communication, create a culture of firm boundaries on performance, create a culture of focus, create a culture of empowerment. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I'm not quite sure how you deduce from those seven things that I'm controlling. Those are liberating things that organizations do to help people empower themselves. You're providing them with guidelines that hold people accountable, and they hold you accountable, incidentally, and that's advantageous for everyone. This person, obviously looking for a fight, wanted to be some kind of an expert asserting himself on a platform where he's making no presence at all and finding somebody that has an impact and trying to use them as a way to incite an argument. I get it. One look at their profile told the story. Fairly large following, no engagement, self-proclaimed GM extraordinaire, and there it was. So this person thinks they're an expert in the areas of expertise that I'm actually an expert in, and they want to try to pick a fight because they're not making any presence on the platform. That's the kind of stuff that oftentimes, you know, provokes people to say things that are rude and mean-spirited. Essentially, what the person is saying, I'm irrelevant and your success irritates me. That's how you paraphrase that. 
Criticism doesn't have to be negative, though. Unfortunately, most people deliver it in a very poor manner. Some people are just filled with animus. They spew hatred. They live in a world of scarcity, sad, pathetic, not the type of people I want to spend my time with, and I encourage you not to either. So how do we beat back our natural tendency to want to be defensive and get even when people act like this toward us with this unsolicited criticism? Dale Carnegie said this, Any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, but it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. So to be more effective about managing critics, let's make seven things important. Number one, what I call cut and run. When somebody dumps their negative attitude on our efforts to be brave, when somebody can't resist being mean because they perceive weakness or vulnerability, when somebody enjoys inflicting harm because they lack the courage to be relevant, we got to cut and run, block, delete, walk away, sever ties, whatever it is. Those people that make the most noise have the most insecurities that they're concealing. See the protesters out raising hell all the time? Yeah, what are these people doing to make their personal lives better? They look in disarray oftentimes. Get your own act together, be an example worth emulating, and then make a splash by being an example to the world that people are inspired to want to be like. Not yelling, screaming, anybody can do that. We have to find an audience and we can't worry about pleasing everyone. It's okay to cut people loose and walk away from unhealthy people as well. Next, any valuable lesson. Now, as painful as criticism can be, and as flawed as the delivery oftentimes is, there may be some valuable insights, some lessons to be learned. Once we separate the message from the approach, and we can look at the information objectively and determine if there's any pertinent opportunity to grow that we can benefit from. And that's hard to do. That requires some emotional intelligence, but it's a practice that's advantageous and oftentimes in the workplace you'll find this is especially relevant because many bosses aren't very careful sometimes about the criticism they offer, but sometimes we have to step back and ascertain is there any value in their flawed message. Respond with grace. Many people lack good communication skills and fail to offer critical feedback in a compassionate fashion. Their tone is often calloused and their delivery is abrasive. When we operate from a place of high self-awareness, we stop and assess the method of delivery, recognize its flaws, and obviate emotional reaction in favor of maintaining self-control. It's all about us staying in control. Criticism is just an opinion. We have to remember that. We can't let it become a personal indictment and try to respond with class and self-control and poise in the process. Aristotle said this, criticism is something we can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Next, shrug it off. Most people take criticism very personally. I get it. I have too. We perceive negative feedback as a personal attack. 
realizing many people simply deliver the feedback very poorly. They may, in fact, not be malicious. Sometimes when we send a text or leave a comment on somebody's post, it's well-intended, but maybe the delivery is a little bit nefarious feeling. We can appreciate that maybe the criticism is constructive and wasn't meant to be malicious. And at the same time, as a person that's been the recipient of criticism, when we offer somebody criticism, it's super important to remember we all have thin skin. A lot of people do at least. We need to deliver our message delicately and understand pride and self-confidence can be easily bruised. How would we like to be treated in a similar situation and act accordingly? Take a breath. This works in so many areas of our life. Best advice, take a deep breath. When I receive a negative email, I sleep on it. I often write my response or speak to the person directly on the phone instead of responding or in person. If the matter involves business, I share my response with trusted colleagues and friends. I wait at least 24 hours before responding. If someone catches me off guard, I request time to think about what they have to share and I pause before responding because I know regret is something that's really tough to overcome. Hurtful things we say in response can be irreparably damaging. So taking some time, taking a breath, a really good policy to practice, to prevent inflicting harm on another person. Next, realistic. It's easy to get the impression that life should be constant as far as accolades, praise, especially when we had loving parents and quality friends that provide us with approbations oftentimes. However, in the real world, it's very different. Real friends are different as well. Real friends and people that care tell it like it is. And so sometimes when people are being realistic, it can feel incredibly harsh and very personal. We may not want to hear what somebody has to say, but what they should share is normally incredibly relevant. Flattery feels good, I get it, but it's often disingenuous. Self-improvement requires honest feedback and hard work, and we oftentimes only get that from the people that love us the most. It's best to get comfortable around people that tell us the truth, even when it's painful. And finally, smile and laugh a lot. When we smile and laugh, we relax, even if it's coerced. By doing that, we move in the direction of smiling and building off the happiness that coincides with that. The act of smiling floods our body with positive vibrations that can ease the situation. The other person often responds by smiling as well. A good laugh, that can mitigate the tension and help everybody appreciate what's being shared isn't personal. We can laugh about this stuff, take it less seriously, move on and all benefit. We're all humans. We're all fallible. How many talented superstars over the years heard, no, they have no talent. You have no potential, no future. Many did. Most went on to achieve greatness, by the way. Don't let somebody else's opinion spoil our good mood. Laugh it off. Walk away by remembering the lesson and let go of the negativity that coincides with the message that can sometimes be a little insensitive. John Wooden said this, you can't let praise or criticism go to our head. It's a weakness to get caught up in either one. And I agree. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation on managing criticism, managing our critics, and being a little bit more well-versed in the art of offering criticism. Come back again next week. Join us here at Anatomy of Success. I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Until then, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic. <music>